I'm so glad you're joining me for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Within a span of about two weeks, we lost three hip hop icons. A lot of fans are feeling it very personally. There's a lot about these men that we're coming to find out also about how they lived, about some of the struggles of their lives, how they tried to overcome them in some cases, and in other cases just could not get past them. But one thing is sure, the fan love is there, the respect for their careers and their achievements and their accomplishments is there. And we kind of just want to all go through this moment together with you, talking about how we're feeling that them being gone too soon and just really understanding why we feel this way and understanding why these figures, these hip hop figures, our stars are so close to us now, almost like members of our extended family. So we got a great panel for this. Joining me is Dr. Jeff Gardier. He's a, a clinical psychologist and professor at, Osteo, at Toro College of Osteopathic Medicine. Dr. Jeff, thanks so much for being with us. Always a pleasure. We appreciate it. Also joining us is Chuck Kriegmer. He's a CEO and co-founder of allhiphop.com. Chuck, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Also with us is DJ Enough, Hot 97 DJ, mix show coordinator, legendary music producer, was Biggie's uh, tour DJ when he was on tour and been involved in many other with many other artists and projects and way too modest for his own good. There you go. <laughs> hey, guys. Good to have you. My brother, my brother, DJ and up. Uh, Chuck, Chuck, I want to start with you on this because you, you're in communication with people and you're, you're following on allhiphop.com from all over the world. What kinds of things have you been seeing and hearing? Well, you know, we've been hearing a lot. You know, in the background, there's a lot of chatter um, about, honestly, how people passed away, what, what went wrong, what happened. Um, a lot of that stuff remains off the record, obviously, uh, obviously for reasons why it's not confirmed, number two, and, and also I think it's out of respect for the uh, deceased. Uh, I think we want to honor these guys properly, and, um, and that's the main thing. But on the, on the front, uh, front end, I think there's a lot of positivity, and I think a lot of learning uh, that we can get from, from uh, these unfortunate tragedies. Enough. A lot of people, you know, the, the music that they all gave us, the entertainment, the, you know, a lot of us tie certain moments in our lives or experiences or, you know, things that were happening at that point to the, to the various songs, to the music, to them coming out and, and entertaining us and providing us with this. And, and a lot of people were saddened because it's like with, with Black Rob, you know, especially there were, there were these, he was homeless at the end of his, you know, the end of his life. He's making a plea on GoFundMe for, help you know and and the day before he died i had gotten a call people people around him uh jaheem and some of his crew they were trying to get they were actually in the process with a lawyer of setting up an ongoing trust fund for him to get him stabilized healthy and housed so i think that really plays a role on people but when you see that narrative is, is that the exception in hip-hop or is that the more you know more the rule it's not the exception, but I think, it, you know, we sometimes forget our icons are human beings and we have everyday problems just like everybody else. And, you know, sometimes in hip hop, we're always, we want to always look the best with our bling, with our cars, with the music, the girls and everything. And that's the image sometimes we portray in hip hop. But it's not always that. It's sometimes the everyday struggles that we go through that these actual icons actually help everybody else get through is 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 this it's real life stuff it's just real life stuff you know so 
whatever Black Rob and DMX were going through, you know, and Shock G, you know, it's just it's just sad because like this episode says, they've they've they're gone way too early, way too way early. Way too early, right? Because they're already like all all three of them in a right. three of them in you know fifty or in their early fifties, and then going to, you know at a stage in their lives where they were kind of redesigning. Okay, what's this? next chapter going to be. Chuck, one of the things too, especially for the artists who had hits from years ago, many of them, you know, were the new, the, the, the up and coming generation of hip hop fans got acquainted with them through social media, but they were making a lot of their money through touring and through doing, doing shows around the United States, around the world, all different places. I mean, there's a huge market, it seems for, for artists, you know, that in America, okay, well, they're not popping as well, you know, they're not hot, don't have a hot song on the charts, but their their legends for the legends made a lot of money touring, and also you know during the pandemic with everything shut down, they couldn't they couldn't do shows. With Black Rob, that was the case. People people close to him told me it's just that's how he lived from you know from doing shows, and that yeah. played a role in just their their circumstances too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you think about what's a living wage look like, or or how to get over even just in life. You may not be the most popular artist, but if you're able to get a thousand here, a thousand there, five thousand here, five thousand there, or even go overseas, like you mentioned, you know that makes all the difference in the world than being able to get absolutely nothing. And I think all artists struggled. Um, I mean, most artists struggled uh, during this period. Most people struggled, but if you just completely remove the uh, the uh, streams of revenue that you have, you know, what can, what can you do with that? You know, uh, some people got stimulus packages, but we know that money isn't enough to get through uh, a right. year or more. And, and, and so, yeah. And the other side of it is uh, I think that we're a very proud people and we're strong and we want to present that in, and, and, and look powerful on the, uh, at face and behind the scenes, many of us are struggling, suffering, going through a whole lot, you know, a friend of mine personally, you know, he almost had his foot amputated and he's still on my text message telling me I'm getting better. And I'm like, dude, I know what's going on. I talked to your brother. So right. we have to uh, humble ourselves a little bit. You know, there was this huge, incredible rush to help Black Rob, but, you know, we found out too late. I think if we had known throughout this year or so that he was, languishing we probably could have intervened quicker no, people would definitely definitely have helped enough what about that the the, the image factor of hip-hop being a barrier to people getting help when they need it yeah i mean even for myself i was i was sick at the top of the year i had caught a stroke and it was something that i didn't want to talk to nobody about i didn't want to make any mentions of it you know me and my wife had to deal with it on our, on, on our own I had to get healthy. I had to eat right again. I had to exercise. I had to physically start doing things differently and start making a, a different path for myself so I could be in a better space for tomorrow. Because right. I'm like, if I don't take care of myself, I could be dead myself. Right. You know, but that's what we do. We do that. And I don't know why we do that. But when we need help, we don't ask for it. And if we do ask for it, maybe we're asking the wrong people. And that's part of the problem. That's, that's what I meant by everyday problems that we have. I don't care how iconic you are. I don't care how many records you sold, how many tours you've been on. We have regular everyday people problems. Human being problems. All right, when we come back, we're gonna talk about the artists themselves and their legacies and some of the aspects of the music that really 
set new trends and, and are still being appreciated by a whole new generation of fans today. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be right back. Yo, what up? This your homie Ace Hood, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real poly tricks, and real people only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You know, within a span of two weeks, we lost three major hip-hop icons, DMX, Black Rob and Shock G. And in this episode, we really want to talk about why we're feeling it so strongly. We want to talk about their, their legacies musically, also about them as human beings and what we can learn from their lives as well. Joining me for this conversation is Dr. Jeff Gardier. He's a clinical psychologist and professor at Toro College of Osteopathic Medicine. Dr. Jeff, thank you so much for being with us. Great to be with you. Thank you. Also with us is Chuck Creekmore. He's a CEO and co-founder of allhiphop.com. Chuck, great to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you. Also joining us is DJ Enough, Hot 97 DJ and Mix Show Coordinator. I'm at Hot 97. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, people. Yes, Heavy people. Hitters. Good to see you guys. Heavy Salute. hitters. Enough. Great to have you with us. Thank enough, you. Enough. In terms, in terms of, let's, let's talk about DMX first because- okay. In, in terms of, you know, his funeral was seen around the world. The memorial service was seen around the world. What was it about him that made him so unique to you? I mean, he's, he was the dog. He was the East Coast dog. We got a West Coast dog, but he was our East Coast dog. And in, for me, it was the first time a guy was like yelling at us and and, and what? You know, like all that excitement was just, it was just, his energy was just amazing. And, but he also... He also spoke from a, a religious standpoint, which was for me never heard of. Like you, I never heard religion right. and hip hop to the magnitude that he, you know, ex exploited his 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 rap lyrics to everybody. But that was the exciting part. I just got to see something on Instagram the other day where DMX was in the car with his goddaughter. She was singing from the top of her lungs a Taylor Swift song. Mm -hmm. So in between. In between her singing, he would go, what? You know, so to me, it's just like, how, how amazing was that? He, he implemented his DMX vibes on a Taylor Swift song on social media in 2021. That's crazy. And put that in. Um, Chuck, in, ter in terms of DMX, it, it's like the reaction has been unbelievable. The, the yeah. people's sense of loss and just also just yeah. the, the appreciation for, for who he was as an artist. Yeah, definitely. You know, he was the quintessential alpha male, but he had that sensitive side too. You know, he had that other side that was so open and honest. And I honest, I think honesty is the is his strongest attribute. You know, you, you think about the 90s, you know, if you just take the purest sense of DMX, you know, a lot of guys had some of those characteristics. But when you add the spirituality, the honesty, the vulnerability that he showed in addition to being the hardest dude, then you're, you know, you're kind of cooking with grease at that point. And you, you, you realize how special that con concoction was. And the other thing that I want to say is that, you know, he never gave up. And that's, that's like something we can all relate yes. to. He never gave up. I'm reading his book again. And his book uh, really chronicles his story in a way that you fully understand all that he was, you know, so his book was published in 2003, but, you know, so much has happened since then, but being able to analyze him in detail up until that point really shows uh, why he was special. Dr. Jeff, when you, when you look at him as, as a human being, as a personality, horrific childhood, 
tremendous abuse from his own mother, neglect, which they said in a beautiful way at, at one of the memorial services. She was a teenage mom. He was he was clearly needed the love. He wasn't getting it. And then all these different group homes being out in the streets, living in abandoned buildings with stray dogs at times as a teenager. I mean, heartbreaking types of stories. When you look at him, there's a tremendous vulnerability that Chuck mentioned. And then also the but but just that that resil that resiliency of like I'm not going to give up I'm going to get I pick myself back up how do you how do you look at him just from from your standpoint? Well, certainly a person who had tremendous uh, resiliency too, despite the pain that he continued to manifest throughout his whole life. Uh, he had a number of children, so that tells me that he loved life and he loved children. Um, and so to me, that's something that's very admirable, of course. But I think that this is the lesson that we need to learn, that when you've had that kind of a childhood that DMX had, and it was traumatic, and he was re-traumatized quite often, that money, fame, all of those big things don't cure those problems unless you get the proper help, unless you're in therapy, unless you have the right people around you all the time, no matter how high you go, eventually you're gonna be pulled back down by the gravity of those psychological issues and the traumas, and you are going to crash and burn. And that's what ended up happening with him. So if nothing else, out of tribute to DMX, Let's get to all of our other hip hop stars who are having psychological issues. We all know about them, but we don't talk about them. We want to respect these individuals. We don't want to put, you know, rumors out there, but we know that they're suffering. We know that they're crying. We know that they're in emotional pain. Let's get them the help right now while they're still alive while they're still thriving so that they can have a long and prosperous life and we can enjoy their artistry. Definitely. Chuck, tell us, tell us about, you know, tell us about Black Rob, a little more about Black Rob. Yeah, man, you know, Black Rob is like when you go back and listen to his album, um, Life Story, it really holds up. It's it's a really classic story. It's almost like the DMX uh, book, but in uh, album form. You know, it really it really uh, tells a story about where he came from and who he is. And it's cinematic. You know, remember. Remember, you know, Big had passed by this time. Big was gone. And I think Bad Boy was looking to regain its footing again in the streets. You know, DMX changed everything. And so Black Rob comes along and he creates this incredible uh, work of art that has this hit record on it. But once you get past the hit and hit and get to the album, I mean, it's, it's, te it's telling the story of a young Black man in America, but it, for him specifically Harlem. So... Black Rob's legacy is, is secure as well. We just have to go back and really, again, appreciate these guys and these artists and, and the effort they put into it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, it holds up. And that's, I, I love using that phrase because a lot of stuff just doesn't hold up over time. Chuck G, Chuck, where do you put Shock G in terms of what, what do you consider his lasting impact? Man, Shock G was a genius. I, I keep saying it over and over and over. Uh, he was a genius. And if you look at his, his legacy, again, it holds up. The thing about Shock G is it, it's numerous, right? But if you listen to the music, he was a, a student. He was an art student. And he brought his artistry, similar to DMX, in, into the music as well. But uh, again, when you start going a little deeper into it, 
you look at the layers that he had and he had so many layers and uh, he, you know, he's a self-taught pianist. You know, he taught himself how to play the piano, piano. And then after the fact, he was a dropout. And then after the fact, he ends up getting his education, going back to school, going to college to study music formally, even after learning it on his own. And, uh, you know, and then there's always the Tupac side of things. You know, he he didn't just hold it to himself. He was a band leader, but he shared his talents and gifts and ultimately put Tupac into the game on his platform when he was hot. So, you know, we can't really quantify how Shock G impacted the game. If you just stop with Tupac, that's enough. But then to go beyond that, you know, is to really, uh, you know, celebrate him as a man. Enough. What about the digital underground and, and the music and Shock G? What are your thoughts on him? I mean, for me, I thought it was incredible how he played two personas. He was Shock G, but he was also the Humpty guy. You know what I mean? To me, that was amazing. And then it was very comical. Like, and 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 that time for him to be able to create a comical hip hop song and a dance that everybody was doing, that to me was amazing. And it's, it's fun. And I miss that about hip hop. About that fun, the fun element. And, I miss that. Yeah, I miss that. I know gangster yeah. stuff is cool, and that's what we do sometimes. But I miss the fun part of hip hop, and that's what Shock G was incredibly a part of that. That's a straight, straight gangster Mac. Yeah. Sometimes I get ridiculous. Come on. And, and, and I do want to add, you know, what Shock G did, what uh, you know, Black Rob, DMX, the ones that we're talking about. What they showed us is. These aren't a bunch of guys who just decided to go out there and do some sort of rap, you know, like they had no talent or whatever. You know, these were really um, intelligent, musically gifted, you know, studious individuals. Uh, Some of them could play a couple of instruments. You know, they were able to write, you know, this, this, uh, these poems, these artistry, you know, spoken word. And it really did show that this isn't just raw talent. These were individuals who are constantly developing yeah. themselves yeah. and therefore were not yeah. just uh, left brain people, but right brain people, too. Yeah. And that they were able to connect it all together. Mm. No, that's yes. so amazing. The, the amount of talent. You talk about the instruments, DMX, when I interviewed him. He was, there was a baby grand piano in the living room at the mansion where we were, were doing the interview. And he goes, he goes, you didn't know he had a tremendous sense of humor. May he rest in peace. He had a tremendous sense of humor. He goes, Lisa, he goes, I bet you don't know I can play the piano. I'm like, come on, we can't play the piano. He got up, went over the piano and started playing the, you know, start playing the piano and stuff. So it's, 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 there's tremendous, they, they had, the, they were born with the talent. They weren't given the circumstances in life to develop it in the traditional ways. And in true hip hop fashion, they made something out of nothing of the circumstances, the nothing circumstances they were given. Anyway, we're gonna take a short break. This is Street Soldiers. We'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, what up, what up, what up? This is Styles Peter Ghost, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people, only on Hot 97. Yeah, Ghost told you so. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about Gone Too Soon, taking a look at why we're feeling such a sense of loss over DMX, Black Rob, and Shock G. Joining me for this episode, Dr. Jeff Gardier. He's a clinical psychologist and professor at Toro College of Osteopathic Medicine. Dr. Jeff, thanks for being with us. It's great to be part of this incredible panel. Thank you. We appreciate it. Also with us is Chuck Creekmer. He's the CEO and co-founder of allhiphop.com. Chuck, thanks for being with us. 
Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you. Also joining us, legendary Hot 97 DJ Enough. He's yes, the show coordinator. We in the building, baby. We here. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mix show coordinator for Hot 97, legendary music producer, and Thanks just that, everything, everything. My heavy hitter brother. Um, in terms of the lessons, you know, just in terms of the lifestyle, one question I got throughout this whole this whole period where we lost these icons, people were like, "How are they? How is it possible that they were so successful, made so much money?" And then ended up having being broke at times or having next to no money. Enough. What about that? Because you think the money's never gonna stop coming. You you get so accustomed to making so much music, so much, so many hits. You tour, you're on these incredible tours, you're making so much money, the bags are big, they're coming in cash, wire transfers are coming in. But then you start buying cars and you start buying homes and you start taking care of your family like you're supposed to but you might be indulging a little bit too much. And that's where we need some help, you know, maybe some business management, you know, people who come in to help us, you know, get our money straight. Cause we really think the money doesn't stop. And that's what it is. That's, that's my it. personal thought. I don't know if that's actually what's happening, but that's what I think it is. A lot of people get caught up in Chuck. What's your perspective on that? Cause you've seen, you've seen a lot of, a lot of artists go through this. Yeah. I mean, it happens over and over and over. I think, a lot of what Enough said is accurate. I also think that there's an there's a structure in place from the music industry side that takes advantage of young artists when they come in the game. They don't know anything, and a lot of money seems to be a lot of money, but it's not really a lot of money. When what seemed, what was a lot of money when you were twenty is not a lot of money when you're forty or more. You know what I mean? And then. You know, in say DMX's case, he was helping out a lot of people. You know, he was, I know this for a fact, he was really giving a lot of his money away. So, uh, you know, it just, there's the lifestyle, there's the industry, then there's ourselves. You know, financial education is really, really important. You know, we have to have people that protect us from ourselves. Um, I, I happen to have an accountant now that's that I've had over 10 years. But before that, I had several that were horrible, almost put my company out of business, right. you know, was really just, it was just totally irresponsible and I'll leave it there. But just to say that we need people that really protect the artists from themselves, from the lifestyle, from the industry. Dr. Jeff, any, any thoughts about money and our mentality and self-esteem and where, you know, when you, when you grow up poor, it's like, as soon as you get money, you just, you want to get everything that you weren't able to get. You want to help everybody that in your family that you weren't able to help before. Is there some kind of psychological aspect to that? Yeah. The money almost becomes a self-medication, right? Uh, if you're not feeling good about yourself, if you've been through a lot of trauma, you tend to think that buying things and people do that all the time, right? That's why we have therapy for people who are spending and buying all of the things that they really don't need. It makes them feel better. It's almost like an antidepressant. So, you know, think about, you know, one of these great artists on, you know, financial steroids, right? They have all of this money coming in as enough talked about. And then all of a sudden they feel that as long as they can keep medicating with that money and staying happy with all of these purchases, that they're going to be okay. And then you have the people around them 
who, you know, some of them are very well-meaning, but a lot of them are yes men and yes women, and they don't tell them the things that they really need to hear. They tell them the things that, you know, may not guide them uh, in a way where they can begin to take care of themselves. And a lot of us don't make that kind of money, right? Uh, but, you know, even us normal people, us, us, us mere mortals, we don't know enough about investing money. We don't know enough about, you know, uh, you know having, making sure that we have good retirement funds and so on. Mm -hmm. So think about these people, you know, that we're talking about today with all of this money and not having the proper guidance. You know, Motown used to have this thing called artist development. Right. And I think we not only need artist development with the record companies that, you know, um, that sign these individuals or the management companies, but there should also be artist stabilization, mm. uh, making sure that mm. they are, you know, well invested. Because at the end of the day, don't you want to get the most out of your artists? Don't you want them right. to keep putting the recordings out there and making right. the money it, it, totally. in the company? So keep them alive. Keep them, you know, keep them in a way that they uh, can still have their wealth and be, you know, happy and get them their therapy, get them their substance abuse treatment, take care of these individuals for heaven's sake. It's a win-win for everyone, for the companies, for the individuals, and as well for the fans. But we are short-term thinkers. How much money can we pull from these artists to put back in our pockets and to hell with them? And not, and not, and, and, and not respecting their lives. Um, enough, and Chuck, I wanna throw this one at you. The uh, Styles P has been talking about a union for artists where they would have similar to the way we, we have a union for actors, there's a union for television personalities there, and, and radio, pers radio announcers and news people. There's unions for doormen, there's unions for, uh, clean, you know, for the, the maintenance people in apartment buildings. There's all types of unions. And then of course, all the big ones, we know the, the labor unions, but what, what do you think about that? Do you, do you guys think something like that on a basic level where if you're a member of the union, you get health insurance, you pay a certain amount of dues automatically? What do you guys think about that? Because Styles P brought that up and said, you know, this, this, gives, this gives artists some sort of sensibility because for, for, for Black Rob to have no health insurance, be suffering from kidney disease so severe, he had to be on dialysis you know, and then not have health insurance. I mean, you can imagine what that must have been like. You know, what do you think about that enough? I, I tried creating a union for DJs years ago. You know, I know I have a DJ collective all across the country and all over the world. Right, the heavy the biggest, fight, the, the biggest fight I had with a lot of DJs outside my organization was, oh, do I have to report this money? Do I have to report this? I don't want to do that. I only make $500 a night. You know, I, I, if I report to the IRS, then they're going to take a certain percentage. And then what? So like, like Jeff was saying, everybody was thinking short term. Nobody was thinking long term. And th those are some of the battles. But I think, honestly, for Styles P to do something or create something like that, if he was to try to spearhead that, I think that's amazing for all artists. I Chuck, think what about yeah, we, we, we've, we've been talking about this for a long time. You know, um, I remember Cool Herc was sick. It came up. It's, it's come up repeatedly through the years. And I, I just think it's time for somebody to, to grab the bull by the horns and make it happen. Maybe it's Styles P should do it. You know, he's well-respected, you know, he's smart. Um, but someone at the end of the day from the culture has to do it so that this can change. It just can't continue on like this. And to, to, to take it a step further, 
you know, we have young people who are looking at our generation and our generation has to, uh, has been the leader in this hip hop space, you know, DMX 20 plus years, uh, Shock G 20 plus years, Black Rob 20 plus years and, and, and beyond. And there are other pioneers too, who are older than even these guys. So I feel like it's, it's past time and we just have to figure it out. And I'm not exactly sure how that happens because this isn't native. I know everyone's trying to hustle still and trying to get their money, but it has to be something definitive soon or else we're going to continue to lose people. And and again, go ahead. No, just got to think, you know, just, just, I always think seven generations in the future, seven, think seven generations and what can happen right now in the future if we commit ourselves to it. Well, we saw already just in this past year with the pandemic, like for DJs, for other entertainment people, they couldn't file for, they couldn't file for relief. They couldn't get, you know, um, checks or anything like that. Any kind of the help that was available because even on a business level, because everything had been off the books and for cash like that. All right. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, lessons learned from these legends and what we can do to make sure we feel better about what we've been going through. We'll be right back. Hey, what up, y'all? This is Lloyd, the King of Hearts, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people only on Hot 9-7. You did. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're celebrating the lives and legacies of DMX, Black Rob, and Shock G. They're gone too soon. We all know that. We're also talking about how we're feeling about it and how we can feel better. Joining me for this conversation, Dr. Jeff Gardier. He's a clinical psychologist and professor at Toro College of Osteopathic Medicine. Dr. Jeff, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. We appreciate it. Also with us, Chuck Creeper. He's a CEO and co-founder of allhiphop.com. Chuck, thanks for being with us. Thank Thank you. you. Salute. Thank you. And also with us is DJ Enough. He's a Hot 97 DJ and mix show coordinator at Hot 97, legendary music producer as well, and just all around hip hop right in the middle of everything forever. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Appreciate thank, it. Thank, thank you. So, thank you so much. Enough, what do you think we can learn, like in terms of the, these legends that we've lost and also the way that they live their lives or the way their lives played out? It's like, what do we need to, to take away from all this? think we just got to do better for ourselves and we're talking about all across the board health wealth um family friends offline jeff mentioned that we all need either a godmother or a godfather to sometimes give us that advice that we might need to help us just go into the right space whether it's investing financially whether it's investing in your health financially i mean spiritually you know, all these things is what we need to continue to move forward so we could be in a better space as a human race. And on top of that, we could be better hip hoppers for the future. Chuck, in, ter- in terms of when you, when you look at all three of them, were there certain themes that all or experiences or characteristics that all three of these men shared? I'm sorry, are there characteristics? Like, do, you see, do you see a certain common thread? I mean, they were all like in their oh. early 50s. They're all at a certain, you know, had been very big years past, but had been forging, you know, new ways to deal with things. And then, you know, a lot of health issues, a lot of health issues too. Yeah, definitely. You know, there's something we don't really talk about is that we celebrate dysfunction a lot in hip hop, you know, and I, I would like to normalize wellness, you know, and really normalize getting better and normalize seeing people evolve and grow 
and 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 do better, get better. And um, I think the common thread is that they they were suffering. You know, they were all suffering uh, in one way or another for many many years, and we know this now. And so we have to normalize eating good and things like that, but not when we're older, when we're younger, because we're seeing that these this lifestyle that we you know, indulged in is now paying dividends as we age. And I would just love to see us be cool with not drinking, be cool with not smoking, be cool with eating vegetables and eating right and passing that on to our children. And just taking those kind of changes. Dr. Jeff, in, in terms of, we, we look at them and then people go, oh, well, you know what? I'm doing that too. I gotta, wa- I gotta watch out. Or also too, they look at, you know, that they were so big when they were in their twenties and then now in their fifties, it's kind of like all of these problems are coming to a head. Well, it, it's, it's about, uh, it's, it's not uh, running the sprint, right? Uh, it really is about uh, running the marathon Absolutely. Uh, and making sure that, you know, exactly as Chuck said, you know, exactly what enough said, you know, take care of ourselves financially, take care of ourselves spiritually, uh, emotionally, physically. Uh, it's about the long game here. Uh, but I think if nothing else that we can learn from them is that, you know, life is to be celebrated. Life is to be lived. We talk about mindfulness. We talk about uh, gratitude. Um, and we need to uh, enjoy just little pleasures of life. Sometimes are the biggest thing uh, if we can have some stability. You know, the super highs are great, but eventually you, we get tired and we end up with the super low. So we have to find that middle ground to be able to survive in a way that we find balance in our lives. And that's something perhaps they didn't have, but we owe it to them. We owe it to their memories. We owe it to their greatness and everything they brought us to learn from their words, to learn about the importance of dealing with our demons and more than anything else, to take care of ourselves and to love ourselves. Enough a sense that some people have of like, wow, that could have been me or that could have been you know, somebody I love or my husband or my man or my brother, uncle, father, son. I was definitely there. You know, there's a bunch of times where you like you, you hit rock bottom. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell some personal stories about myself. You know, I caught a stroke in the top of 2020. So I was down for a minute and really down, down and out. But, you know, I was lucky enough to get back. I lost some weight. I did some exercising. And I had to spiritually try to find myself to get myself back into the space that I needed to be so I could continue on. But, you know, sometimes we don't realize like growing up that the foods we eat, the things that are around us are killing us. You know, no, your mom gave you food that was killing you. Your dad gave you food that was killing you because they didn't, they didn't know either. But we need to change that narrative. We need to change that so that we could teach each other this is the way we should do it. This is the way we got to do it. And this is maybe the way we should celebrate life. You know, not just popping some champagne or smoking a blunt or something like that. We have to learn how to refix that. Maybe it's a walk through the park. Maybe right. it's a, like, like today's a beautiful day. Let's go outside. Let's take a walk. Just enjoy life. That's right. maybe yeah. what we need to do. Simple things. Chuck, what about that? hip? Is, is this a hip hop values kind of gut check for the hip hop community? Because hustle hard, the nonstop, the go, the, you know, the, the go, the show, the bravado, all that has been such, such at the core of, of hip hop's energy. 
Yeah, man. It's like it's like a competition. Who can sleep less? Like, yeah, I was yeah. I'm sleeping less than you now. Yeah, I'm, I didn't sleep at all last night. Yeah. Yo, what did I, used you? Have, I used to <laughs> suddenly cut you off. I used to have a saying back in the days, no sleep for the poor. Right. And, right. and that was that was the way we used to keep going. Right. Yeah, no, man. I'm, poor, I'm poor still. I got to keep going. Absolutely. And I just think it's it's got to change, man. I mean, look, we had a lot of energy. We were strong. We were vibrant. We were alive, you know, and that's good. And, and you should get it while you're alive, but you shouldn't get it to the point where you destroy your body. And by the time you're 50, you know, you're 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 done. You know, not to say that that's exactly what happened with, with these fellas, but just to say that, Factor. you know, it, it was a factor, yeah. You you wear yourself out, you know. I, I'm a runner. <laughs> My knees are like, yo, dog, chill. You know what I'm saying? So, um, one of the best images I saw of 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 of, of Shock G, you know, is this beautiful apology he gives to this woman. He 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 apologized through a song, DMX with orchids. You know what I'm saying? You know, he's 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 in a in a. a, a a, you know, a room full of orchids and he's just talking about orchids. You know, this is, you know, this is beautiful stuff, man. You know, seeing Black Rob, which I always saw him on the block, but, you know, just chilling, you know, just relaxing with his buddies and stuff, man. These Not are the things Bacardi that... Rob. What's that? Not to Bacardi Rob. Right, exactly. Man, I just, I just, I just want to, I just want us to live, man. You know, it's, it's, it's so basic. You know, we can we can hustle when we're young, but let's just make sure that we're doing right by our older selves. You know how you talk to your younger self? Right. Well, talk to your older self, too. Talk to your future self. Future right? self. And right. Dr. Jeff, right. final word on this is is, is for, for fans that are still feeling down or people that are still feeling depressed about this because it's pretty, you know, it's been pretty intense for a couple of weeks. What do you say? Like what well, certainly, yeah, these, these are icons and, and, and we grieve and we're experiencing the loss and that's what we should be doing. Uh, as you said, uh, certainly gone too soon, but thank God we had the time with them and their music lives on forever. Their Ever. images and videos live on forever. You know, thanks to these two gentlemen that have joined us today, you know, keep doing that. But most importantly, let's celebrate the memory and the significance of these individuals, not just in American history, but in world history, not just in world history, but personally in our lives. I know those are warm memories that I'll always have on a very cold night. All right. Well, I want to thank all of you for being with us um, for this episode of Street Soldiers, Dr. Jeff Gardier, Chuck Creekmore, DJ, and up. You guys, thank you so, so much for helping us with this one. Thank you, Lisa. Uh, Thank you. Really, really helping everybody put their feelings together and get a good, good uh, direction moving forward. So thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. Thank you. And thank you thank for joining us for this episode of Speed Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace, love, and justice for all.